Uh, this closing session today is our, about our hearts having been healed, that we can move on from heal to from healed to healing, uh, because that's the gospel. That's what God came to do: is to redeem us and to uh, set things right in our hearts, and then ultimately um, for all mankind. So, would you just join me in prayer, and we will uh, continue on with our time together? Father God, thank you so much for your amazing grace in our life and all the stories represented in this room and what you've done to bring us here into this moment. Just go before us now um, in this final talk um, to redeem this time and redeem our hearts and our minds and and, uh, uh, help us to leave here more renewed in our love and um, just complete surrender to you. Uh, Go before us now as we continue on in Jesus' name. And everyone said, hallelujah, amen. All right. Uh, so yeah, so my, my poor friend and her, and her peach soup mess, um, like I said, I have no idea if she ever redeemed it or if she's got a phobia of crockpots from now on, but I, it doesn't matter to me. I have a good sermon illustration out of the whole story. So I, I enjoy it and who knows what she's telling about me and her life. <laughs> she's a school teacher, so it's probably coming up at one point. All right. So as we um, said at the beginning of my talk today, um, our focus verse for our time together is from Ephesians chapter 4, and it's in verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. And what I want us to think about today as we move into this verse is, in fact, if you have your Bible, um, or you can look over on somebody else's, um, put your finger on that verse. And, and hold your finger there. And then I want you to like draw like, a, like it was a dart, like that was a target. And then I want you to just draw a concentric circle around it, make it bigger, and then a, a bigger, and a bigger, and again. And I want you to see all the words that surround that one verse right there in your Bible, your neighbor's Bible, you know, whatever, whatever you got. But do you see how that verse isn't just isolated in the middle? It's just surrounded by everything else. So I want us to back up a little bit and talk about what Paul was actually talking about when he got down to this point and said, be kind to each other. And uh, be tenderhearted and forgive each other. Uh, because honestly, that part, that phrase I left up on purpose, the final phrase, those phrases that we open, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Anyone could say that a good human being should be able to do that. Amen? That's just good human behavior. We should be kind to each other. You know, we teach our kids that don't poke each other in the face, don't take cuts, you know, all those things. We be, be kind, be tenderhearted, don't be so tough and mean and harsh with people. Forgive each other. That's anyone can talk like that. What's that final phrase say? As God in Christ forgave you. You see, God's the one that set the standard that makes this not just a moral platitude. Because our faith, our words, our Bible verses, our teachings... Without that final phrase are just moral platitudes. And so you might as well just go to a country club every Sunday and have a nice brunch at at a park instead of coming to church. If you're going to use the Bible as a way to just have a feel-good statement, be kind. We should do that. Everyone should do that. Put it on a bumper sticker. Move on with your life, right? Um, What we miss, though, is the depth of meaning packed into that by by yanking that out. And I want us to see that by backing all the way up to verse 17. Let's get a running start at what Paul actually was saying here. Really, we should just want to just go back to Genesis because we could really, really <laughs> get some context. I can cram it in. We got about 15 more minutes. Speed talking. Here we go. Verse 17. I'm not going to read all of this, but I have, oh, I got to push my buttons here so I can see what I'm doing. There we go. Okay. 
Now this, Paul talking, I say, testifying the Lord, that you must no longer walk as Gentiles do. All right? In the futility of their minds, they're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to every, uh, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. I want you to take a look at the hardness of a heart passage, right at verse, um, right there at verse 18. That's how the world is in that kind of hardness of their heart. Callous because they've given themselves up to sensuality and they're repeatedly going back and back and back to the same sin over and over again. And they have that, that hardness. The same thing happens to me when, you know, in whatever November or late October, I stop wearing sandals and put on, you know, boots and closed toed shoes. And then I shamefully hang my head and walk in to get my pedicure after this potentially today. And she's like, you, you want uh, acid wash on your feet? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I think it's called callus remover, but she just goes straight to the deep acid tissue wash because it's getting calloused all this time doing the same thing in these closed toed shoes all this time. And, um, Paul is saying, don't be like that anymore. You're not like that anymore. Why? Because you have all the good things to say, be kind to one another, be tender hearted and have all the nice things to say. No, because that is not the way you learned Christ. You have Christ. That's what makes it different. Okay. Assuming that you have heard about him and I didn't give you that part of the verse. Oh yeah, I did. I couldn't remember if I did that. I did. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to do what? Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner. Scrape off those calluses. I know I've been giving you just like really gross leg and feet imagery today. You will never forget this lesson as a result of it. Okay. Put it all off. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, which is corrupt, deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and uh, to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in the true, in true righteousness and holiness. See what the difference is. Everything that we have that's, that's new, that's life giving, that's life breathing, that's truly (coughs) been redeemed is from Jesus Christ. It's from what he's given us. Now, if you go back to all the way, the beginning of Ephesians um, chapter one, he starts the whole thing off by saying, since the beginning of time, God had this as his plan to bring us together in one new community, one man, the Gentile and the Jew. And he moves on to here and he says, look, you, you've learned the better way. Don't go back to that old way. And then he's going to bullet point out basically what we've put away. And so as I put these up on the screen and and have you look at them quickly. I want you to be thinking about that in terms of your old life and how prone we are to bring that kind of, these kind of behaviors into our current life. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let us speak. Each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for we're members of one another. He had just finished saying in chapter two, that we're all members together. We're all in one body together. And so speak the truth, put away falsehood for we're members of one another and be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I think this is an appropriate thing to say right after he says, speak the truth. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Somebody comes up to me and says, I get, I tell you something. Uh, you might get angry. You might get defensive. You might push back on that. But he says, don't get angry. Speak the truth. Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let that sun go down in your anger. Work it through and give no opportunity to the devil. Cause that's where the devil festers, doesn't he? in your heart, 
in that kind of thing that we hold on to. Let the thief steal no longer, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that we may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such it is good for building up and fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. That corrupting talk is a kind of talk that that literally corrupts, but it twists you back in a sense to the way you were. It's that kind of talk that buries you down into that old into that old person. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. All those kinds of old behaviors, when you are behaving in those ways, you are grieving the Holy Spirit because that's not who you are. That's not your new identity in Christ. And just like when you see, when you see here, if you have kids, when you have your kids go off to school, my parents used to say, <laughs> would send us off. Maybe your parents did this too. Jennifer heading off to school. You're a Richmond. Represent the family well. Anyone have your parents say that? Oh, he wouldn't have said Richmond. I was not married when I was seven. Um, you're you're a Garrett. <laughs> My maiden name. You're a Garrett. Represent the family well, right? Because why? Because it makes your mom and dad sad to get the report from the teacher that you're being knucklehead in school or did some naughty thing, and you don't represent well. And that's the same basic idea here in this verse. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And what we have, ladies, is such an amazing thing. Because imagine it this way. We are sealed for the day of redemption. Amen. And we in our minds can picture, oh my gosh, God has given us this day of redemption. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. And we look around and we see how rotten and nasty and awful this world is. And we want that day of redemption. Amen. Amen. But isn't it exciting to know that we're also redeemed right now? Because could you imagine if God didn't do it that way? And we're just sealed for the day of redemption. But good luck. Figuring it out between now and then. But he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us his word. He gave us one another, the testimony of each one another to to bring us together. He gave us good teaching and good teachers. We haven't been just sealed for the day of redemption. We're sealed and being sealed. We're sanctified and being sanctified for that day of redemption. And we've been redeemed now. You're not that old person anymore if you've given your life and surrendered to Jesus Christ. You're redeemed now. And you're redeemed and sealed for that day of redemption. Ladies, that's good news. And that's what makes it possible for you to have that healed heart and to help with the healing. Right? To be that person who's no longer hardened and callous in heart, but who is tender, who's tough because you've got the armor of God on. But you've got that tender, compassionate eye for the person out there who needs it. Right? And don't we all? It's not just some evil Susie down the street. You know, it's, it's me right up here behind the podium. I need it too. Right? That's what God's given us. And I love that reminder. Sealed for the day of redemption doesn't mean it's some future act only. It's hope for that. But I've got it now as well. Ladies, live in that kind of hope. You've got that. The world doesn't. Do you know what the world has? Be kind to one another. That's what the world has. Be tenderhearted. That's, that works for the world, right? Forgive each other. Sure. Any religion could teach that. As we move forward, we're going to see again that seals up in Jesus Christ. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And I love it when Paul does stuff like this. And oh, oh, just like Columbo while I'm thinking about it. Along with all malice. Like to just throw it in, you know, at the end there. And then he says, our, our verse, be kind to one another. 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's why we can do all of that. That's why it's not just a moral platitude. That's not why that's why it's not just a good thing to say. It has teeth. It has depth. It has eternal significance. What you have, the hope that you have in your heart having been healed isn't just a good story to tell people. It's a powerful witness because it's based on truth that's eternal and it means something to other people. Because it's based on things that God has planned since the beginning of time. And it's out there in people's future. And you have that kind of healing already in your heart. And now you can be the one who gives that healing to other people as well. God is in the business of redeeming all of our stories. I don't care if you got to know Jesus Christ when you were a perfect little seven-year-old girl at the at the feet of your mommy and daddy in front of the fireplace at home and had a good tender Bible devotional study and mommy or daddy asked you, do you want to accept Jesus as your savior? And you said, yes. And amen. And you were just, you just repented from your evil, wicked ways and your life of crime up to that seven year old year of life. And then the rest was just your story. You know, that's my testimony. Actually, I got saved when I was seven years old. My dad was a pastor of our church and it was at the feet of my dad in front of the fireplace with my mom and my two sisters who didn't repent that day, by the way. (laughs) And I gave my life to Jesus at that moment and it was just lollipops and sunshine the rest of the way. It's amazing. I should write a book about it. It would be one one page long. (laughs) Nuh-uh. God's in the business of redeeming our situations. I want to tell you a funny little story. So I have this friend who was um, eating out at a restaurant and she was nibbling away like all normal good people do and just having her lovely little chicken leg. In the middle of eating her her chicken leg, she's chewing away, doing like just dainty little chewing bites of that and she swallows it and gets about this size of a bone stuck down inside of her throat. And it pierced down inside of her throat. She can breathe. She's functioning, right? But it's poking her in the throat. Goes to the emergency room. All the things they do, the test her and figure it out. It just kind of laughed when she was telling me the story. I just, just to be honest. But remember that little joke we used to tell, Mom, look what I did. And you hold your, <laughs> your little toothpick sticking out of your neck. It's not my toothpick, Mom. Well, she like swallowed her chicken bone, actually did it, and it poked the inside of her inside of her neck. Anyway, she goes there. They x-ray her. They scan her. They're turning her upside down. They're shaking her, trying to get the thing out. So nothing's working. And finally, some little intern probably just puts a little dipstick, not a dipstick, what are they called? Not dipsticks. Tongue depressor. Down her throat, uh, down her mouth. What's the potty part I'm talking about? Her tongue. Thank you. Somebody else want to come up here? Just finish this. Anyway, and it's just right there and pop that thing right out. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Now, if that had happened to you, would you be like, I am never, I am swearing off chicken. Well, so she tells me this story. And so last night when I'm making the, um, the chicken soup that we had today, I'm thinking about her and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to make sure everyone's really, I don't like, I don't want somebody at the refresh be like, try to fix some depressors. We've got plenty in the crafts closet. Anyway, are you ready for this? God is my witness. It happened to her again today. <laughs> Wait, today? Kathy Wells, take it away. <laughs> of all the people.
people who can find the one chicken bone. Well, she didn't joke on it. And she did not joke on it. She did not. But it just came. I just pulled it out of my mouth. First bite of soup. Very first time. So here's the point. I'm sitting at the table, so here's the deal. I, I asked her permission to share a story. I'm like, I'm just going to scrap the other story I was going to share because this is so perfect how God redeems our stories. So, <laughs> so she has this horrible traumatic experience at Pollo Loco. I'm like, I will not eat chicken anymore. I'd be like, I'm out. And I was thinking about her when I was making the chicken last night. I'm like, she would probably not even eat my amazing soup and it'd be her loss, but I would totally understand. And so she eats my soup and what does she do? She gets another chicken bone. I'm like, you know what though? God redeemed your story, Kathy. God redeemed your story. Now you've got a good story to go home with. This is what God does. He takes what can be a permanently traumatic, completely life-altering moment. You survive through it. Thank God she did. And she gets here and she actually does take a chance on my chicken soup and eats it. But it's just such a great, it was such a funny and great reminder to me about how that's literally exactly what God does. Um, you know, God's redeemed my story and many of you know it. So I know God's redeemed many of your very traumatic and challenging stories that you've had in your life, but why? Because if it, if it ends in just that, and this was just a funny, you know, humorous, I had to share that little story, but the big story of your life, if he just redeems it and that's, that's it, like, Oh, everything worked out in the end. Um, it was horrible. And then God fixed it. If that's all that is, again, we go back to be kind to each other, be tenderhearted. There's no, like, that doesn't mean anything really in the grand scheme of life. It only means something if he redeemed you forever for eternity in Christ Jesus. That's when it means something. And so like in, in my story, if God had redeemed my husband and my marriage and everything that we went through just for us to have happy ever after, that's empty. But God redeemed what we had for his glory, right? And so your heart being healed, you having that tender heart, you moving forward, if it's just that about everything worked out in the end, that's, that's empty, ladies. It's empty. It's not worth it. It's only worth it if your story was redeemed for God's glory ultimately. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're going to close with that in our heart and our mind as our thought uh, today. And we're going to close in prayer. I'm going to ask you to really be thinking about, God, you know what? I, I might be in the middle of my story. doesn't feel redeemed yet. And Jessica's going to come up and lead us in a, in a closing song and give us some time to reflect on that. Maybe you're in the middle of that story. Maybe you're on the Kathy end of it with the Pollo Loco chicken stuck in your throat still. It hasn't been redeemed. It didn't get a like, good illustration out of it at the end. And you're, you, you're waiting for that. You're longing for that. Number one, good that you're longing for that. It's worse to be in that spot where you're out of hope and you're not longing anymore. You just gave up. So good. Hang in there. God is going to redeem your story. God is going and he is working. And number and number two, if you are in that moment where it isn't, you are having a hard time with that struggle, please reach out to one of us here. You can talk to any one of the leaders who led your workshops today. God is working to redeem your story, not just so you can have a nice happy ending, but so that you can point other people to Jesus. So let's just... Take a moment to be quiet and prayerful as uh, we transition to our, our closing time of, of worship.
set us free from this life of sin and you have redeemed us to new hope and a new life in you thank you for the privilege of knowing you loving you and calling you our savior our redeemer and our friend in your name we pray lord amen amen thank you once again jess beautiful beautiful worship And uh, thank you also to all of the ladies who helped with this day, uh, our, our, our council members and our guest council member today, Cheryl, <laughs> with a lovely assistant to Miss Lorraine. Do you enjoy your sugar chef? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Why don't you just give it to her? I'm easing into it. I got my, I got my thing. I got my list. Am I done with that? Yes. And that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we have a raffle. But before we do the raffle, I just want to remind you um, that we have Bible study here um, every other Tuesday and Wednesday. We'd love for you to join us for that. 
Um, you, we have a fabulous church website. You can go check that out and get information about our church. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. A couple of you asked me for the soup recipe. They are on my blog, jenniferggrichmond.com, the chicken lemon soup, as well as the, as well as the turkey. Did you, you ended up using it? It worked out great. Tasted good. So good job. All right. First time I ever had someone actually like do a recipe of mine and, but I knew of, so no one died. <laughs> yeah, very good. All right, so that's on the blog as well. Okay, here we go. This is for, I've got a couple other goodies to give out, and the Amazon gift card, $25. 383, this is for a regular one. 628, 628, 628. Oh, 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 left early. 3836. 338. Oh, that one's. I think that was the one. That was the last one. Of course it would turn up. I'm going to pull out a chicken bone next. I just know it. 3836. One six three one. Matching calendars. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. All right, this one is for a, a, the a big price. This is the Amazon gift card. Amazon gift card. So here we go. Drum roll, please. Here we go. Three, eight, three, six. Four, you know I have to pause and just really drag it out. Six, four, three. Six, four, three. Six, four, three. Wow. All right, drum it up again, ladies. Three, three, six, two. Nine. Really? email or your text in online so I have it all queued up ready to go. Ladies, you are awesome. It's been wonderful to be here with you today. God bless you. Don't forget your goodie bags. And if you want a Bible study, see Ruth. Ruth will make sure you go home with our Bible study lesson so you can join us at the next uh, uh, Bible study and we will see you at church tomorrow. Hopefully. Would you please? This is great Everything's in your packet. All the whole calendar. So... Yeah. 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 Want to just type it in? Oh, Becky. Oh, okay. Gmail? Right, I can't that part. All right, so it's Becky dot and then R and then Pobescu at Gmail. Please send your email address. I just did. Becky 
popescu at gmail.com. He's saying I'm not entering an email address. I have no idea. Okay, I'll just write it down. Refresh. Can refresh? Uh, I can just write it down and go online and, and email it to you. Oh, Lindy. I have because I have also have your email. I can give you my number too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my number is five six two. Okay. Six five two. One two four four. One two four four. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. Congratulations. Did you click a stack of bonuses of eight someone? On the front table, but I Thank you. 
I'd like to see if we can finagle a picture since we're all like dressed up nice. Maybe yep. the council in front of the backdrop. Maybe that'd be kind of nice. Yep. I don't have a. Uh, we didn't bring a. Uh, uh, oh, I have. But yeah, we'll do it like they did in the olden days. Right. <laughs> we got a mess of chemicals on the floor. <laughs> we totally should use those. <laughs> 